Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Roberto here for the Expeditioners, coming to you, not this time from the Airstream, but from my storage room. <laughs> and the reason is that Whistler is absolutely booming with tourism right now. There are so many Americans here and people from all over the world. And normally, so I manage a bunch of properties as one of the different hats that I wear under our business called My Butler. And and normally I would be able to jump into one of the units that would be available and therefore uh, use it as my podcasting booth. But the units are all fully booked. And on top of that, I've had to put away my Airstream because in a few days, actually in two days on Tuesday, we leave for Mexico. Now, today's podcasting uh, episode is to travel or not to travel. Uh, during these times of pandemic, and particularly during these times where the government of Canada has just announced that uh, a couple of days ago that they're recommending that people that are not going for essential travel, not to travel. Now, this isn't the first rodeo, right? We've all been in this pandemic for a while now. And so we're accustomed to the different type of recommendations that our government gives us. And while on earlier occasions, uh, particularly during the p very beginning of the pandemic, I would have 100% said, no, cancel all our trips, we're not going to go anywhere, things have changed. And we've become perhaps a little bit more numb to the pandemic, for one. For two, we're fully vaccinated, so our concern seems to be uh, less so. But I'll talk about more about Omicron and how that's affecting travel um, coming up. My brother's an ER doctor based out of Toronto. And the fact that I've been listening to him uh, be concerned and his recommendations on, on what to do for our trip as well, um, it's just all these tidbits on why we, at the end of the day, decided to still go along with this trip to Mexico. Now, the times right now are constantly changing. Every country has different rules. Uh, just, a, just a few weeks ago, Canada had shut down all flights from 10 different countries from the from uh, from the African continent. Um, now, yesterday, they just announced that they've opened it up again. So those countries can begin traveling to Canada, but everybody requires a PCR test. Now, if we look at the trend of how the Canadian government has uh, advised people not to travel uh, first and then put more serious uh, regulations into place, it seems to me that in the next week or two, post-holidays, the government may shut down the border. Uh, they may stop all of public activities. Um, so many different things could and likely will happen. Now, for us, I guess it just comes to um, mitigating risks, looking at the fact that we are both double vaccinated. On Monday, we are vaccinating our, uh, our five-year-old Mikio. Um, apparently, from what I understand, the booster shot helps a lot as well, but we are not eligible for it yet. And the travel is too soon in order to be able to wait. So I mentioned that we manage properties. We also rent our own property. And this is one of the things that's helped us live a life extraordinary is being able to rent our place when we travel. And that's a big thing for, for a, a small family like ours, because whenever we're abroad, then our place rents out like crazy. And the reason is, is that we live right across the street from the gondola in Whistler's Creekside. And, and so I also have bookings for the next month fully booked for our place. So 
all of these things combined has have helped us make the decision of why we're still going to go anyways. Now, you've heard all the horror stories of of people getting stuck abroad with flight cancellations and and don't know how to get back and whatnot uh, from far off countries in certain cases. Now, with Mexico, it's it's a country that has a lot of traffic between Canada and Mexico, particularly on the direct flights as well, which is what we prefer. So one of the tips that we've done when traveling during pandemic is that we only do direct flights because when where possible, obviously once in a while, um, there has to be a connection, but uh, but if we can do it direct only, then that allows us to to once again reduce the risk of getting uh, contagion on on the trip. Now, um, I'm also going to talk today a little bit about uh, living in our touristic town of Whistler because it's kind of humorous that I would cancel our trip of uh, which is a very important family trip because we haven't been able to spend so much time uh, with our parents during the last two year when indeed I live in a tourist town, which is full of tourists from Canada, the US, uh, Mexico, and all over the world. So it's almost like, okay, I'm going to cancel a trip uh, to go somewhere where I might get infected from people that are traveling, whereas at the same time, I'm living in a town where I might get infected from people that are traveling. So in a way, it's almost like, well, heck, May as well just go somewhere else than uh, than be home. Not to mention, like I said, a we haven't spent a lot of time uh, with family during the past two years, and and particularly in my case, having three little children, it's very important that they be close to their grandparents. So so that time lost can never be regained, and I'm, and who knows how this pandemic will keep changing and adapting and going. So we've come become a bit numb to it, while at the same time doing everything we can. To, to mitigate the risks of, of traveling. So throughout the last two years, uh, we've traveled a lot in our RV, which is a very safe way to travel during the pandemic. You know, right now, for those that are in the uh, Southern United States, uh, it's a great way to still get outdoors, to still uh, get exploring your country, to still see nature, and at the same time, to have a very low risk of getting uh, COVID because you're simply outdoors in nature versus being around people. And this is one of the key points what, for us when it also comes to international travel, that your decision comes to um, not just about uh, where, whether to go or not, but where you're going, why you're going, and how the conditions are uh, in regards to probably getting uh, sick at destination. So if you're going on trips where you're spending the majority of your time out of an RV, uh, away from people and out in nature, then the risk is very low. If uh, in our case, on this trip to Mexico, we'll be spending 99% of our time with my parents uh, in a condo that can only be accessed by a very small amount of people on a large property that can only be accessed by an even smaller you know, amount of people. Um, and not spending our time uh, in London or Paris or places that have high traffic, you know, the idea is not to be spending too much time or any time uh, in the cities or towns, but simply to, to focus on activities that take us away from people. So uh, renting a, a small boat and going out to Islas Marietas and to beaches and to locations where there are very few uh, people and therefore very uh, little likelihood of getting anything. Now, national travel versus international travel 
what's the big difference if you're coming from uh, Montreal to, to Whistler versus Whistler to Puerto Vallarta? The only big differentiator in this case would be A, um, medical services for, for ourselves uh, being fully covered in Canada, but we have travel insurance. And it's one of the preparations that I highly recommend people that are deciding to still travel during these pandemic times is make sure you have your, your insurance to cover you uh, during, during the pandemic when you're at destination. Um, throughout the last two years, I was in a few weeks ago, I, all, I was in Iceland for six weeks. And this also comes down to deciding where and which destinations to go during a pandemic, um, because Iceland is not like going to London or Paris. It's, in our case, spending very little time around high uh, density areas and most of the time uh, spending it outdoors and seeing waterfalls and nature activities and whatnot. Furthermore, uh, it's a country with a very small population. Indeed, the entire population of Iceland is the uh, equivalent population of a small town uh, in Canada. So 300,000 people, right? So that's one of the reasons that Iceland is a great destination uh, to go uh, during the pandemic, but I'll get into that uh, more a little bit uh, a little bit later. Um, a little bit on the Omicron uh, stats, you know, it's very concerning. There's no question about that. It's spreading two times to three times faster than the Delta variant. It might not cause as severe disease in the vaccinated, but the rate is exponential, meaning hospitals will still fill up. So Sure, the naysayers of vaccines and, and shutdowns and things as such will say, oh, uh, but, um, but, but I'm not, uh, and it's not causing as severe disease, so, so I, I don't need to, to be concerned. But what it comes down to is because it's, it's uh, growing so quickly in the population that the hospitals, the rate of growth, makes it such that the the ICU units are filling up very quickly, even though not as many people are dying, which means once they're at capacity, that's when more people start to, to die because you don't have any beds for them. Um, you know, Canada just imposed uh, new regulations um, for gatherings. I think they cut restaurants 50% um, down and, and uh, gatherings in your home. You're only allowed to have one family. Um, but but right now, it's the highest case count in Canada since April. And, and obviously, that's concerning because it's, it's growing. I think it's every two or three days, uh, it's doubling. Now, where, where I'm most definitely a little bit concerned is that Denmark, uh, which has an extremely high vaccination rate, has said that the virus has sprint out of control uh, for them. And this is a country which has been able to handle it quite well. Uh, throughout. So, so it's definitely uh, concerning that they're finding um, that they don't, they don't really know if vaccinated people, they, they say that vaccinated people are getting a lower uh, severity when it comes to, uh, to disease. But at the same time, they're also saying, oh, we don't know that much about Omicron. So whether it's, <laughs> whether that's super accurate or not, well, we're not, not aware. Um, my brother being an ER doctor has been uh, a big proponent of getting frequently tested and buying. He's like, just buy hundreds of rapid tests. And, and when you have the housekeeper come to the house, have her tested every time, every few days when you've been out and about, test yourself just so that you can um, separate yourself from the rest of the family or the group that you're traveling with uh, during your trip so that you don't uh, 
get everybody else uh, with it. Now, uh, the data in, in Denmark is what was concerning me because it says that uh, the booster seems to add better protection, but that there's a lot of people that are having breakthrough cases that are already vaccinated because it has a heightened uh, transmissibility. Uh, it seems to easily bind and break into human respiratory cells. That being said, it seems to be higher up in the uh, in the throat versus the lungs, which I think causes less severe disease. Um, it replicates faster within our bodies. Um, and it seems to evade immunity from past infections and therefore also uh, evade a bit of the immunity from the vaccines. Now, 77 countries have Omicron. And I have a feeling, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen, but I have a feeling that a lot of the countries, uh, particularly like Canada and the US, have realized, well, if we shut our border, we're still going to have this massive amount of cases because it still got across the borders anyhow. So perhaps they might not be closing the borders, uh, but simply putting more restrictions at destinations. And these are the, the type of things that you want to take into account when you're thinking about to travel or not to travel. Um, the British data suggests that the cases there are doubling every every few days. And I think France and uh, and the Brits just put uh, an, a lockdown on each other. Not a lockdown, but a um, no tourists to come to each other's countries uh, due to that. So so that's on the other tangent of side saying, well, perhaps they will be still closing uh, borders. But anyways, I'm going to stop with the fear mongering because we've, we definitely have enough of that uh, with the media. And I'm just going to uh, tell you a little bit more about why we've decided to continue traveling uh, and to certain destinations. Um, now, Take into account the pandemic has had huge socioeconomic hits. And, and this has been because obviously lockdowns keep us away from our families. Uh, we're not able to see uh, friends as much or, or at all um, and, and lack of jobs. And, and this has created a lot of bu uh, abuse in households from, from parents that are not uh, accustomed to being at home and that they're at work and a lot of stress and anxiety. So it becomes a balance of, well, should we live a little bit and reduce the stress levels and the and the psychological load uh, on our on our children or uh, should we continue with this whole lockdown uh, theme as well you know many people haven't seen family uh, in months or years which which brings me to to Mexico and why we're going with three little kids um, seeing grandparents and spending uh, time with them is is key to happiness for both you know statistics show that that grandparents or elderly people that help uh, take care and are involved in their grandchildren's lives tend to live longer. So so what are we going to do if we reduce the quality of, of life too much to, to these people? Uh, and not to mention that the giant benefit that, that our own children have from spending time with family. So after two years of, of having seen them very, very little uh, uh, throughout this pandemic, we said to ourselves, listen, we're, we know where we're going in Mexico is a private property that's closed off to the rest, uh, to the rest, meaning uh, you can't just walk into this property if you're not staying there. And the density rate of the property uh, is very, very low. And on top of that, we were with my parents that spend very, very little time uh, socially interacting uh, with, with other people. So this these things combined are, are one of the reasons that uh, it's a balance of of safety uh, and, and living, really. Um, furthermore, I don't have a home in Whistler at the moment. Well, I do at the moment, but as of uh, Tuesday, I won't because it'll be 
rent it out. So, so if I was to take the economic hit and stay home, it would be a double loss because not only was I not able to rent my place, but at the same time, uh, I didn't go spend time with family. And then there's the whole vacation hit to the whole family that, that my wife taking care of the kids so very, very much and our three little ones while I try and work it is a very heavy load. So, so therefore, if you don't take vacations or if you don't take trips that, um, that allow you to, to get a breather, then, uh, then the pandemic, you know, it, it's the socioeconomic and, and stress levels just go, go through the roof. So it's very important, uh, A, for ourselves to balance uh, our lifestyle, to see family, to, to receive the income that we're getting for, for our rental. But there's another key factor that's quite important and that many people throughout the pandemic have been affected it. And that's, it's my job to travel. It's my job to go around the world and create content. And on this trip, I'll be shooting uh, for life jackets. I'll be shooting for uh, clothing. I'll be shooting for camera gear, camera cases, um, all sorts of equipment that that requires being in a tropical destination to shoot, which I haven't been able to do um from here during the winter. So if I was to <laughs> not go on this trip, then it would be another economic hit to us because I'm not doing my work. And, uh, and that's very important, obviously, because when we're not working, it's, uh, it, 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 we don't feel the same way about our activities, about our, our life. And, and uh, obviously, we need to pay for the kids' schools and activities and, and food <laughs> and cars and insurance and taxes and all of these things. So, so having that, the fact that, A, it's our job, uh, B, it's family, C, it's a necessity uh, to get away, D, what's the big difference staying in Whistler versus being in Mexico? Um, that that it just it's a no brainer for us to go anyhow. And now others might say, well, well, why would you go to why would you go on the on the trip when they could shut the border down on you and then you won't be able to make it back? Well, on that one, uh, I've got a few points because very simply, there's a lot of traffic between Canada and Mexico. Uh, Canada will not shut down the border to its citizens. Uh, and residents. So therefore, uh, I can always get home. On top of that, I have a lot of infrastructure in Mexico that allows me that in a worst case scenario, I would be able to stay there and and stay longer uh, as well. So so again, big balance on, on safety and living, but taking that into account, here's the tips on uh, what we're doing uh, to prepare for our travels uh, to Mexico. Both my lady and I are fully vaccinated. Uh, I mentioned earlier, Mikio's getting his first dose uh, on, I don't know if it's two doses, but I think he, he gets his his vac- first vaccination on, on Monday. So the more that we're able to protect um, the whole family by being vaccinated, the better, the less likelihood of anybody getting uh, severe disease. Obviously, we'd love to get our booster shot, but we haven't been called uh, to be eligible yet. We, when we're traveling, we take lots of hand sanitizer galore um, and we put the masks on our kids and we try to train them not to touch everything at the airport. Now, funny story, we had done a trip across Canada early in the pandemic where we had two days of being with family and uh, Catalina was just touching and licking everything, the seats and the handles and putting her hand in the, in the uh, slot that's in front of your seat uh, where everyone puts their gross Kleenexes and whatever things that they might have. And it was absolutely horrifying. Now, 
being vaccinated and and having gone through this pandemic for a certain period of time already, we're we're much more relaxed about this in regards to okay, it will be what it will be, but at the same time, we're trying to mitigate and to to reduce the amount of things that the kids are going to touch during transit. And again, why we touched, why we took a direct flight. Now, I mentioned already, Mexico, we're going to a property that's that's kind of cut up, cut off from from the world. So so it's not a, a dense population. And another big thing that made us say, like, you know what, let's just go. We we need it is that we it might be the last opportunity to travel in a while. So I've got a trip booked to, to Tanzania where I'll be guiding a group uh, there with my partner, High Mountain Life. Um, and we're, we've already got uh, almost a fully booked trip. And for. Fortunately, that uh, hasn't been cancelled yet. But but if Canada was to restrict entry for people that went to the continent, or if it starts to, but or or if it starts to say you know you you'll have to quarantine for three weeks if you come back, things like that, then obviously uh, the variable will change. But my my point on this is that we don't know what's going to happen down the road. And if we live in fear, then you become that person that just stays home and does absolutely nothing because they live in fear. And after this, a few years of the pandemic, I've reached the point that we don't want to live in fear. And we want to be proactive about the things we do to make sure we mitigate the risk, but we're still going to go. So I've got my fingers crossed that Africa is still going to happen uh, in February. We leave uh, uh uh, February 1st, but the trip official trip is the 3rd to the 16th. Uh, then uh, on Tanzania, and and uh, we'll be hiking Kilimanjaro and then doing a park safari. If anybody would like more information on that, excuse me, feel free to, to send me a message anytime. Um, then we've got a trip uh, booked in April as well, that uh, 16 to 23. And this one's to Iceland. I think I mentioned to you already a few points why Iceland is so safe. Uh, another of the neat things, well, neat things, another important thing to, to get while you're, uh, before you're going on your trip is medical insurance that covers COVID. Now for Canadians, I recommend, um, Pacific Blue Cross. That's what I use. And then if we have any issues with, uh, with, with traveling, uh, while we're at destination that we know that we're fully covered by our, our medical insurance and, and Canadians with Pacific Blue Cross, it's not expensive at all. I think I paid 200 Canadian dollars or 250 for an entire year of being covered. Um, and so this de- definitely gives peace of mind that I won't be out of pocket at destination if anybody were to have any issues related to COVID or not, but this is something that we practice anyways, when we're traveling, um, be realistic about uh, and, and aware of the system uh, that you're going to, where the hospitals are, what type of medical services you can get, um, who you can contact in case of an emergency. Uh, but again, these are things that that you should anyhow have planned in advance, whether there was COVID or not. Another thing when it comes to, to the trips coming up uh, for ourselves is that we've taken flexible tickets that allow us to change the ticket if needed, uh, cancel the ticket if needed. And, uh, and this makes it much, again, much less concerning that you're going to lose the, the money that, uh, that you took the trip on. Take into account now I travel as a family of five. So those, that adds up suddenly when you're like, oh, geez, OK, you got a thousand dollars average per ticket. And then you're five. <laughs> so it's money that you definitely don't want to see. Uh, going down down the drain. Now I mentioned to you. Oh, my sound seems to be fickle right now. Uh, let's see now. Can you hear me? Uh, everything going well there. Then uh, 
I think my, my sound is working okay. Um, then another tip that you'll want to keep into a mind in, into account is uh, if you're renting an Airbnb property when you're going on your destination, you no longer we, uh, will be able to cancel your booking. So perhaps it's better uh, to reserve or cancel, uh, to take a hotel reservation that you can cancel if, if needed. Because uh, if you don't, then, um, then you might lose your booking. So right now, anybody that's booked our place and other places in, in, uh, in Whistler that are, was through Airbnb, if the country shuts the border down, they don't get a refund. The only way you get a refund on Airbnb bookings now uh, since March 20th, uh, 2020 is by uh, either having gotten COVID yourself or that the host cancels because he got COVID. So these are definitely important things to take into account when you're booking your hotels and lodging. There's a lot of hotels that you can book that are cancelable so long as you cancel them the day before that, uh, that you are checking in. Um, I also wanted to mention, you know, we are in a touristic destination uh, here in Whistler uh, and the resort has demonstrates, uh, demonstrates a lot of the same attitudes of what's going on here than we're finding in different places. You know, if I go down into my parking lot right now, there's a ton of cars from Washington uh, as well. And these cars, uh, these people have are coming here in the same way with the same risks uh, when, it, when it comes to travel than I would be taking on this trip going to Mexico. So, so I guess it's, they're feeling the same way that we are. Now, the pandemic has definitely made it such that a lot of these Americans that have properties up here are starting to wonder if they should keep them because what happens if this trend of shutting borders down continues? Suddenly, you're not even able to make it up to your property. And that's definitely very concerning uh, as, as well. Um, you don't, for, for, uh, for Whistler Black Home right now, you don't even have to be vaxxed to use the resort. You only have to be vaccinated if you are going uh, to be in the restaurants and whatnot. So, so, so that's one of the things that makes it a balance. Okay, so I'm here at, a, at, at home at my resort where people don't even have to be vaccinated and I'm still living my day-to-day -day lifestyle uh, with very little concern. Whereas when I go to Mexico, uh, the, the touristic people that traveled there all had to be, well, had to be vaccinated to get on the plane, <laughs> I think, um, but not because of destination. And, and there's lots of people over there that aren't vaccinated either. So it comes to the same thing where the differentiator lies is whether you can get medical services or whether you can get back into your own country. Fortunately, uh, doing so uh, getting back into Canada uh, will never be an issue for us as long as we can flights uh, we can find flights to get back. I recommended to those that are living in southern destinations that RV is a great way uh, to travel right now, um, and it makes it very easy to be able to um, to stay away uh, from people that might have uh, gotten uh, COVID as well. Um, because you're not seeing anybody, you're in nature and you're just living in this camper and your only group is the immediate people uh, around you. Um, so these are, I guess, are the, the general points on, on why we've decided to still go uh, travel. Um, we, one of the things that we have to take into account on our travels is that when we come back, uh, our children, and until Mickey has gotten his double dose, um, can't go to daycare or to their ski program because 
um, you're not allowed to to send your kids back uh, to that uh, program for two weeks after you've returned from a trip, which is also the reason why my wife and kids decided not to come to Iceland was because they were going to have to lose uh, school and daycare when they came back. And that would have made it a heavy load, considering that we're going to be doing this anyways now. Um, but again, those are there's an irony to it, because what if you know, already there's lots of people here that aren't vaccinated and there's lots of, in, in Whistler, we have a lot of uh, hippie families <laughs> that are anti-vax. And, and so my kids are around, end up being around a lot of these uh, kids anyhow. So the risk really is no different than, than traveling, uh, except that indeed to some of the destinations where we're traveling, the risk is, uh, is less so than, than actually being home. And to be honest, I have no patience for those that uh, that don't believe in vaccinations. You know, often someone will mention something like, oh, well, I read this study that told me that I don't have to get vaxxed because Joe Schmo wrote a book. And I said, really, did you take uh, 10 years of of your life to 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 go to school and to go to higher education to learn all about the science behind it? No, you're you're a freaking plumber, or you're a <laughs> uh, nothing against a plumber, but you're a a businessman, or you're a, a ski instructor, or or you're any of these things that is not a scientist. So so let's make this whole world uh, have an easier access to travel by simply uh, getting everybody uh, vaccinated. Um, you know, it's just it's just science, folks. And my my brother was an aerospace engineer. Uh, then he was a pure and applied mathematician, and now he's an ER doctor. Taking into it all the other vaccines that we've given our children already, it, it makes no sense that I, Roberto, as a photographer, videographer, uh, blogger, show host, would be able to give a more educated opinion on that than my brother that's studied science and, and medicine for so many years. Um, so, so again, these are all the points why I, we're going to continue uh, traveling. We've got our trip to Africa. We've got Iceland. Um, we've got Mexico coming up for a month. Uh, and then down the road, uh, even more trips, uh, one to the Caribbean. And then we've got some national travel in the Airstream. Um, so I guess, again, just to, to summarize, it's very important to that we, we be safe on our travels. We take, take uh, consideration about where we're going but also very important that we keep living. So thank you for, for joining me today. And next uh, podcast will be coming to you from Mexico. And uh, very excited that uh, next week we're going to be start, starting to have uh, people on our show. You're more than welcome to message in, call in anytime and ask questions. Um, but, uh, but I'm also very excited at the dialogue that, uh, that I'll be having. So hope you'll listen in. Uh, really appreciate for those that were on the call live. And uh, I'm going to get out of my closet now. <laughs> Literally, not figuratively. <laughs> and uh, expedition out. Thanks again. Have a great day. Bye-bye.